Carlsbad. People, purpose, and impact. An essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsebach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. And I'm pleased to have with me Kelly Griffin. Kelly is a teacher at Mission Estancia Elementary School here in our area. Kelly, thanks for joining me today. I'm very excited. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you. You have an interesting little background here. Um, Before you came our way and got involved with teaching and education, you started, or it looks like you started at a Westin Hotel, not our Westin. We have a very well-known Westin here in Carlsbad, but at the Westin Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. So um, why the switch from hospitality to education? What was the thing there? It's so funny. Everything is so like, is it synchronicitous? It's (laughs) all kismet right now. So (laughs) I just left uh, staff Friday PD um, and we were talking about prior careers, like those that just leave college and start teaching. Sure. Like that's what you know, right? Right. And I am still new in the classroom when you look that some of these people really did start from college. Right. The Weston, I say every job's my favorite. I do. Um, I can't work somewhere that I'm not fully engaged in in value. The Weston was so much fun. And if I can say the biggest connection that's coming up is we're all about bucket filling. And so it's like, you know, really understanding the true ripple of kindness that Mm -hmm. like intentional kindness is unbelievable. Yes. And when I worked as a Weston, that's what we had to do. Yeah. Was you're a front desk agent, right? It is a performance just like teaching. But my favorite thing is they would give me like $100 a day. To make someone's day. No way. So it, it started there. I swear, like, it's all. That's so fun. You know, so if I saw a couple coming in or Bill Snyder, the K-State head football coach. Right. I could send them champagne. You know, we had everything on site in Kansas right. City. It was, it's a huge destination. It has, like, Crown Center. And we could send them um, champagne and chocolate-covered roses. Or I could go get something from the gift shop. And so I, like got to do kindness. That's correct. And so you're searching for that dopamine, right? Like yeah. that in that love of of making someone's like total stay. Yeah. And so then of course it comes back when I'm getting, you know, these letters or these cards of appreciation and sure. I'm like, "Oh wow, I think I really love this." Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's awesome, but um <laughs> what was the motivation to make the jump? Where did you decide to go into education? Because how long and how much could I really pull from that over time? I think I was there about seven years, but I did a health club manager and I just knew that managing people wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. I have always been so charismatic with kids and (laughs) a friend just suggested be a teacher. Mm. And it's funny, there's this piece of me that takes things very literally. And if it's not in my box of can do or, you know, optional, and I was like, Okay. And I got my master's in elementary education. So it was a program. And then, you know, the whole part of getting your master's in teaching is you get to do the teaching, you know, your student teaching and you're going to schools and interacting. And it was like, I can do this. Like, this is going to be fun. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, going back to your earlier comment, though, about a lot of teachers kind of go straight into education, straight out of college, right? Yeah. And that's for many teachers, that's the only... Thing they know, right? I always find it valuable. Now, this is the chamber guy talking, right? I always find it va- valuable to have people in the classroom who have had 
other yeah. world experience, job experience, career experience, because, and granted, you're working with elementary kiddos, but, um, and I know you work with a lot across a, a broad spectrum, but just having a different level of experience than just teaching because, you know, teachers are supposed to be forming the next workforce. Yeah. Exactly. And if all you do is teach, not factory you know, workers. Yeah, yeah, you don't really know what you're doing in that sense. Um, and that's not to downgrade because I'm I came from a family of teachers and love, 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 love our teachers. So, and it looks like you started teaching then in about 2010. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what brought you out to our fair coast? Yay. Mm. Um, yes, I had just emailed actually my first job that he had won like teacher of the year as well. And I was like, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, of course. And actually in his response, he was like, well, I remember what most was your connection with the kids. And like, mm-hmm. once again, you get that validation. But um, yeah, so fun fact, uh, 20% of people leave the Midwest. Yeah. You know, it's 80% of people are born, raised, and raise their families there. And so um, you're when- one of, You're one of those 20%. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's San Diego, like no yeah. less. Like it's not like I went to um, somewhere right. else Midwest. I mean, like I, you know, came to the West Coast, um, Solana Beach. And I, I've been in Carlsbad. Carlsbad is so beautiful. Yep. So my, is a love story. <laughs> um, my ex uh, got a position out here to play for um, the San Diego Soccer's goalkeeper. In oh, fact, wow. they might be winning a championship right now. He's oh, still wow. doing that. And um, so I sold my house. And we packed up a three-bedroom um, house, and it took 31 days for the moving truck to get out here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I remember it backing into Carlsbad right off of Tamarack. Wow. With, you know, we lived in Pacific Beach out of a shoebox with some suitcases for a while. That, and once you're here, you know, I said I'd give it that five-year mark, and now um, March 22nd was year six. Okay, so yeah. you're you're— practically a local now. Am I? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you've adopted us, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. and um, I have no problem adopting you. So welcome. No, <laughs> you have a very interesting, you know, subject matter that you teach. And I say that not like, you know, math or, you know, all these other topics aren't interesting, but your specialty and your focus is the social, uh, I'm going to try to say that correctly, yeah. social, emotional, uh, learning programs, yeah. um, which, well, I'm going to start with you and have you talk about, because I feel like they're very important as a parent and, and such. So you talk about why you got into that and and the value of it. My favorite question, probably. So thank you for that. It is all I ever taught. So another one of my favorite jobs um, was the reason that close friend, Lindy, had said be a teacher is because after the Weston, I also worked for Johnson County Parks and Rec as like a summer camp teacher, a program director, and I found myself thriving chaos. And I also found myself with kids that are at schools from 6.30 in the morning till 6.30 p.m. And those kids come with a lot of challenges and a lot of behaviors and a lot of needs. And I fell in love with being able to, you know, do I say fix it? Because I could. I was seeing success in addressing issues that other people had passed or other people had 
just I'm very good at paying attention to everything around me so I can, you know, in a way it's hypervigilance, but in a way I can know how that child is feeling in a half second glance. And so that gift working with, you know, 100 kids at a time and 10 camp counselors, like I saw it. But again, um, well, with that, you know, there was some financial, like, how far could you go if you promote, you no longer get the kids. Mm. And so Lindy had said, try being a teacher. And so mm. that's why I went that route. Um, as far as social emotional learning, it, I look back at old newsletters that I would send to parents and like trying to bring them into their children's world. And there's a quote by L.R. Nost that has always been like the guiding light. And it's like the world you know, we're not meant to um, teach these kids to toughen up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's more meant to teach them to be more sensitive. And um, I have to look that quote up now because for some reason I can't picture it. But it is the guiding light of I of sensitivity is such a beautiful thing and kids will soak it up. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing the success of it it's all I ever wanted to do. Math, I cannot do math to save my life. <laughs> Science, like the people are good at it, do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like writing, like it, it just wasn't, I have to do something that changes the world. And it's like, yeah. I don't care if it's cheesy, it's, it's authentic to me. Yeah. And so it's the only thing I can do. And the fact that uh, being in a classroom teacher in a way, I would almost have to give that up because yeah. there is the report cards, there is, you know, the grades, the standards, yeah. the, the very things that I, I don't necessarily know how to teach with passion. Right. Right, right, right. And then there's the character and there's the child and there's the needs and it's just the best uh, thing there is. That's great. I don't think authenticity is ever cheesy, so I wouldn't go there at all. Um, but I think I saw the quote that you're talking about on your Help me on out. your social <laughs> somewhere. But it, it was some something to the effect of, you know, we're not meant to toughen up sensitive kids. We're meant to help them soften the world or, or you know like yeah. it's the other way like you know something like that I, I remember are your seeing listeners it. googling do you think oh they might be they <laughs> might be right now but i'm sure by the time we're done uh you'll you'll figure this uh quote out but that's okay um Let's do this. We're going to take a brief pause and okay. let our sponsor message come in. We're talking to Kelly Griffin. She is a social emotional educator at Mission Estancia Elementary, and we'll be right back after this brief pause. So, Kelly, we were talking about your um, your mission, your social emotional education mission, and it looks like, from what I could see, you actually kind of came up with a curriculum or a program that you created or innovated called track t-r-a-c is that yes so, it, it's called track i did not come up with it okay i yeah. apologize but uh so i have track team building regulation awareness and community and then there's like this silent k of kindness right ah, but then yeah, we're nice. track teachers oh i see i love it so tell us a little bit about track uh track is amazing um track was just an idea in 2017, and a mom of four boys, Sarah Wood, she is still the track teacher at, at Parkdale Elementary and um, EUSD. So there's nine schools. And so she started to pilot that program, literally just by also saying, there's a need, mm -hmm. I can address this. And I had, once I came out to California, I got my certification from Rutgers University um, in social, emotional, and character development for instruction in schools. 
And so then I ended up getting my own teaching at Del Mar. And I started my own program there as a social emotional educator. And so I really got to pilot my own program, see what it's like in the classroom to build my own curriculum, write my own framework. And then I see an opening on EdJoin for a pilot for track. So I got Perfect. to be the pilot. It's and like then a match we, made in heaven. It was. Yeah. Like um, we developed the framework. I mean, it started as a 29-hour-a-week position. At two schools, we built the framework, the curriculum, everything. And then by year three, it was adopted by the district and, and launched to all nine schools. Wonderful. And, and during the pandemic, right, we're home for seven months. Yes. And it was required curriculum for all for the entire population. Well, and if anything, anything proved uh, the need for social-emotional help, it was the pandemic. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, it's so disconnected. everything by decade. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So disconnected from human and uh, other interaction, just from whether that was teachers, peers, both. That was just brutal. Was wild. And so, yeah, talk from that perspective, what was it like trying to help people with social-emotional processing and you're in this crazy paradigm that you— can't even be around them and can't, yeah. you know, touch them or give them a high five or anything. Yeah, seriously. I'm, you ask great questions because that's, I mean, what, right? I'm, I get to eat pancakes in between my online Zoom classes, but like, how am I going to like change their lives? Right. right. Um, so that got to be a real work in creativity because online attention. Yeah. If it's hard in a classroom, (laughs) and I have them like this, right? I need them right here, or I will sense their distraction, which will distract me. So you get them on Zoom, and they're eating breakfast, or this one's, you know, chasing the cat. It's like, what am I going to do? So uh, it was, we kept it shorter, um, but really tried to just get more meaningful and connection. Like, yeah, some of them could not see each other. In yeah. person. Um, and it's honestly a blur to me, but I managed to post my lessons all the time and try and stay as engaged as I could. I remember like holding up posters, telling them I love them. Like, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then even when we went back seven months later, um, we ended up having a cloud campus. So I was, um, Mission Estancia was the school that ran that. And so I was the track teacher for that. And we did this thing called Love Projects where it was like, what do you love? And like, show us with passion so we can love it too. Nice. Um, so that way they could all play with tech and stuff. So a lot of that was like, you're stuck behind your iPad too. So like, let's get the tech involved some. So I got to learn a lot about, uh, yeah, advances yeah. in technology to make education fun and yes. engaging. We were all forced to learn uh, Quick. tech stuff <laughs> rapidly. And mm-hmm. as you said, it, it um, advanced some adoption of certain things quite a bit, including, uh, I'm sure, acceptance of the value of social-emotional learning because, oh, that was yeah. brutal. So um, another thing I noticed is you are, let's see, you're a speaker for the Sandy Hook Promise I was. Yeah, that was my first job here in California. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit because that was, you know, Sandy Hook, the school there that had that horrible incident back in 2012. And what, and a lot of people, like, I had never heard of the Sandy Hook promise before I was wow. preparing to interview you yeah. today. So, so tell us what it is and, and what it's all about. You know, that particular shooting was, um, one I truly remember because it was so close to the holidays. Yeah. 
um, I remember making an ornament that year with friends. Like that's what we did for our our Christmas exchange. Yeah, again, saw an opening, was very intrigued. And I remember going downtown and training for days. Um, but the Sandy Hook Promise was actually organized from the parents mm. of of the children lost. Yeah. Um, so it was 21 kindergartners and first graders, I believe, in <sighs> Newtown, Newton, Connecticut. Always botched it. But um, they said, you know, they took power into their own hands and they started an organization and they got funding. And so we were hired as like, you know, speakers. Um, they needed a variety of people to go into schools around the country, middle schools and high schools, and really kind of talk about that was that whole start with hello movement. That was that whole see something, say something. That mm. was also the whole, do we really need to outcast and isolate so much? Like, mm. can we give people a break a bit? You know, um, if you see someone alone, like, can you know, so mm. we came up, they were like, hey, day, and they had all these fun things. One of my favorite things that came out of that um, and also the website Teaching Tolerance is like mix it up at lunch day. Mm. So the whole school gets to interact. And that way you can find connections that aren't just in your class or in your grade. Yeah. But yeah, so I remember training and I read so many books on like, and I'm a Tony Robbins lover. Um, <laughs> and I really admire his, you know, passion and enthusiasm. So I would read all that. And then we had a script and I went into schools into San Marcos and I was, they were not ready for me and I was not <laughs> ready for them. And uh, yeah, um, you know, I really would, would fail at some, but you have to, right? Sure. How do you know if you're going to be a right. public speaker if you're not up yeah. there and you're looking at them and you're like, do you hear me? Like, yeah. and it was scripted and a lot of it, you know, you don't realize how natural you can be until you have experience of presenting. Right. That it'll start to come from here. But I would still look at those slides. And I think it was horrible. And I remember I'd pack up and there'd still be a line of 10 kids waiting to tell me their story. Uh. So if that was 10 kids that had something from an, a demanded school assembly at 2 o'clock on a Monday, I was going to talk to those 10 kids. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was. And so the um, Sandy Hook Promise is a nationwide movement. Yes, and they they did have funding for that, and then uh, they they didn't. Ah, so gotcha, gotcha. yeah, I got to go into as many high schools um, and middle schools as I could locally, you know, and and they would be able to pay me for that. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I I was trolling your your uh, excuse me your <laughs> social media a little bit, and I saw you know, and you've already mentioned this uh, a, a few times um, in passing though, but um, kindness as a focus uh, yes. of what you do. And I saw a lot of stuff there. Now, do you guys participate in the Great Kindness Challenge mm -hmm. Week and everything? It, oh, looked, yeah. it looked like it. Um, Whole committee. And it's yeah. like district-wide. And that's yeah. not even track. That's just like yeah. parents in the community. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, it started here in Carlsbad with I know. our friends at Kids for Peace and mm -hmm. has grown internationally now. And so I saw all that and I saw the some of the cool stuff it looked like you guys were doing, which was great. We're big supporters of that. What uh, do you think the first picture I took was? It, oh, you know, oh, Carlsbad. It was uh, like the city of kindness or something. Yes. Oh, very nice. Just in looking around, um, I saw some other stuff that looked really interesting. So talk about the power of student greeters. I knew you were going to say that. We did not. <laughs> did we not? We did not know what was coming. No, no, we didn't talk, talk about it. Um <laughs> That's hilarious. I love the um, intuitive moments here. That is my favorite. Uh, it came up again today. Um, 
that is something. It's like if I can teach schools the most minimal effort was what I saw that week um, during Kindness Week. So here's how it came about. Michelle Borba has a book called Thrivers. It's like a paragraph in the book about a student who loses his father, has no friends, and is like starting over in high school. How are you going to make friends, right? So he just starts opening the door. And people are like doorman, or they're mocking him, or they don't even notice him. But he continues to do it for like three weeks. And then it becomes his thing. And then suddenly they're exchanging connect, you know, hellos. And suddenly he's getting the fist pumps and he's he's just it's happening. And so he did the hard thing. He did the awkward, yeah. the hard thing, the thing that no one else is doing. I'm gonna pay attention to my my school, my classmates, my peers. And I read that story and when he graduated, you know, they signed the door and it's like oh, his graduation. Wow. And I'm like, yes. And so story. I read it to every class and they were as into it as anything. And I was like, we're doing this this year for Kindness Week. So they signed up. They could volunteer. And it was two students per class every day. So, you know, everybody on campus is is a door greeter. So instead of the students, you know, and classes have freedom of choice, but instead of coming in and sitting down and doing a worksheet every day, and some people love the quiet enter and, you know, get started and whatnot. But, like, you're starting your day connecting with your peers right then and there. I love it. Um you know, from saying their names, like we had some kids bringing, like they got fortune cookies donated. So every kid is getting a fortune Aww, cookies. That's so cool. um, the giant hand, I don't know if you I could saw see that, a visual. Yes. This incredibly creative mother twin daughter duo in fifth grade sewed and stuffed a giant hand. And that was a, it's big. It's big. It's really I mean, big. that was effort. Yeah. And then you could either get a giant high five or they had a little mini finger hand (laughs) and it's like you just started that day so beautifully that's awesome and they you know and it was from kindergarten to sixth grade and so you just got to hear that every class every day is doing some sort of creative effort and connecting with their peers before starting their day and is what you do once you or is what once I started doing the research finding out how many kids may not even be spoken to at home prior to starting school that could be their only hello of the day that could Uh. be the only time someone says their name um, it just was like, this is huge. Like it, it starts the day with the ripple effect. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm in my shell, if I had an argument with my sister or whatnot, and I come to school and you're right here greeting me, like it's a moment. It creates yeah. that ripple. It was the best week. Sets the tone for the day. Yeah. What a great way to do the week. Favorite week. There was um something that I saw on your site that said connection before content. And I thought that was very profound. Um, you know, I I mean, there's a thing out there that says, you know, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And it kind of, it made me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was just really a beautiful thing, connection before content. And so what else, what have, what have we not talked about that? What have I missed that, uh, you want to share with the world? My gosh, you asked such great questions. Uh, Well, uh, the connection before content. Um, you know, Character Strong is a great social emotional learning program. And I actually got to work with Houston, the co-founder, Houston Craft, um, during the pandemic as mm-hmm. a freelance curriculum writer. Yeah. And uh, that might have come from him, the connection over content, but it's it's everywhere now. It might, sure. might have come from Michelle Borba herself. Um, and there is nothing more obvious 
yeah. than that. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people could be just erupting in the home the moment before they get to school or um, just really having a, a, a day of loneliness. And um, that week, the vibe that it created on campus, the energy, the excitement, and it's like you're, you know, it. sure, some kids, you know, kinder were giving like fruit snacks and um, bookmarks, but like one little, like gold coins and um, there were so many favorites. Um, we're going to do this every year. But another very, very fun project is that we recently started was I got these benches, six foot wide or six foot long, rather wide benches built and donated by like this beautiful family at our school. And I had a bench design contest. So any K through six, whatever, anybody who wanted to, this is like, I put a, you know, basic design of a bench and gave them a few weeks. It's kind of like a yearbook cover contest, right? Okay. And I didn't even give them leads. It wasn't <laughs> like I was like, it's just, they've been in track for five years and like it seeps in their blood here, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's in them now. And so they came up with all these beautiful designs. We picked six. The fifth one is almost done and they are the most it, it's unbelievable. And it's also organic and like just came out of their hearts and like they love kindness. And it it really works in building, you know, a connected school culture. And even just realizing that like siblings don't have to be that way. You know, one of our activities today was just um, it's about boundaries. And so I would read a situation and they'd hold a red card for not okay, crossing the line, a green card for, I, I like that. I'm, you know, that's comfortable. And <laughs> I played this really cheesy song on YouTube called The Boundary Song um, that one of my teammates found, right? I play one of the greatest things with SELs. You can do school-wide lessons and adjust the cheese. <laughs> like kinder can be a so cheesy goodness, right. right? Except for they're also so much deeper than we really give credit for. Mm. And then you go up to six and I can be like, this is what your buddies are listening to. And like, that's, that's the way I get the video in, yeah. right? So it's this cheesy, cheesy song and they're singing it all over campus. And so today before <laughs> our school ended, um, I get some kiddos to come in and say, happy earth day, be safe, be kind. And we're playing the YouTube boundary song and everybody in the classrooms like erupt in, in song. So I think one of my favorite things about this program is the freedom of meeting the needs at the school that you're at because we have nine very different schools. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and getting to follow those kids, like my very first grade class will be sixth graders next year. Ah, okay. So they'll be, have made it all the way through. Yeah. Like I know their little selves, Yeah, you know, and that is so fun to They're me. Stepping off into I don't fun word them. of middle school. I don't say, yeah. And <laughs> so I think more fun, creative projects are on the way. That's um, great. I think you'll love this. We had Kinder design a mural. Ooh, fun. So what do you think like they wanted on their mural? Butterflies, sunflowers. Check, check. Yeah. <laughs> and? Um, um, Let's see. I, I don't know. what. Like a T-Rex serving oh, a hot dog. Sure. <laughs> of course. That's great. So it's on there. Nice. So this beautiful mural, I'll have to show you guys. I started from their little chicken scratch. You know, we went around the campus, looked at professionally done murals, and now they're kindergarten wall ball courts, which are 
11 feet high, yeah. 8 feet wide, are now covered in their, like, drawings come to life. And oh, that's it's amazing. so fun. So I that's think so fun. art is coming, um, expression, um, and we talk a lot about feelings. Yeah, I bet that's what it's about. It's a lot of that. That's great. Well, I know um, you also have, you know, your own personal passions. So fostered 92 dogs, huh? <laughs> yeah, 91 dogs. Oh my gosh, you guys do your homework. Yes, love it. <laughs> One of your little pup, yeah. pups is here. He's fast asleep, but Ooh, and, yeah. and he's been... That's Maya. Very content uh, throughout today. So <laughs> he's you, a she. She's, but that's I'm okay. sorry, she. And then, uh, do, do you have currently any others that are yours right now? Yeah, or? I got this little fluffy guy Levi, who is the most expressive, sensitive little boy you've ever met. <laughs> and he um, in Kansas City was like sleeping on he's so genius he was caught on camera in like a storage unit area sleeping on pipes in february to stay warm oh wow we couldn't catch him for like six weeks because he was so smart he could outsmart the food traps in february in kansas city so he's sleeping through that and his little wow so um yeah he was he was a beautiful keep as well as a 15 year old uh maya down maya 15 years old wow (laughs) that's great well, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come down and share your yeah. passion with us and, and all of that. Um, you know, Carlsbad and Encinitas are very fortunate to have <laughs> you here in uh, in the Encinitas School District and South Carlsbad Schools and, and all of that. And really appreciate all that you do for our, our kids, our community. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for elevating these voices. I mean, I was in a tiny little paper, so I appreciate that, that, that um, you know, made a world of difference. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate Happy it. to do it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.